The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guests today are Stephanie and Alan Sage, who are the owners of Sage Restoration. And I want to congratulate them once again for winning the 25 Under 25 Award this year. That's a wonderful honor and, and really glad you're part of the family now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been having a lot of fun. If you've missed it, the 25 Under 25 winners are on our Facebook page. We're rotating their videos from the night of the gala on Facebook, and you can go out and listen to those and get a little bit of an idea of why these companies were selected by the judges. And they're not too long. They're only about a minute long. So make sure you go out to our Facebook page and and take a look at some of these and say restoration is up there too. But they provide emergency and non-emergency services to residential and commercial properties. And I'm going to let them talk a little bit more about the details on that. Welcome to the show today. Well, thank you, um, Kelly, for having us in today. And we are really proud that we were part of the 25 under 25. That meant so much to us. Very honored by that. But yes, we own a emergency services restoration company that specializes in addressing, uh, like you said, residential or commercial properties that have been affected by water damage, fire and smoke damage. Um, we also handle mold remediations, inspections, and testing. And we also do a lot of odor control, whether that's mm. dealing with pet urine odors or cigarette smoke odors. And we also do specialty cleanup work, which is biohazard, which is unattended death or possibly um, suicide cleanups. Mm-hmm. And then recently, we have really been successful in building our hoarding cleanup business. Wow. Hoarding. whole nother level, I am sure. So what inspired you guys to uh, start this business? First of all, did you start it jointly? Did you start it, Stephanie? How, how did that all work? Um, we actually started jointly, but I kept my corporate job. So Stephanie okay. actually was in the field doing all this, all of the services, marketing. She was doing marketing. She was, if we get a water job, she would go do it by herself. Or if I could get off work, um, the equipment's heavy. Some of Honey, we have a job. Go. <laughs> kind of she the way did away. that for about two years. The first year, she had actually is very frustrating. You know, it's um, going out, not getting any business, and just um, trying to keep her emotions up and mm-hmm. not get down. But mm-hmm. she hung in there and was able to build it up to where I could leave and uh, join her in the business full time. But what attracted you to this particular industry? Well, that's a good question. Um, I came from a mortgage background, um, and that was going into a tailspin back in 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I was going places were closing down. I would get a new job, and they would go out of business. And um, so I finally told Alan that, you know, we need to quit being, being sitting ducks here and start looking out for ourselves. And um, so we decided to check out some different businesses. We met with a business broker and just really liked the idea of, helping people with their properties, whether that was commercial or residential, and helping them, you know, get their life back on track. Mm -hmm. And um, so we just made the jump into the business. And then, like Alan said, he stayed at Sprint through 2012. So I took on the challenge of doing all the sales operations and marketing Mm -hmm. and just kind of 
worked on jobs and got part-time people to help me along the way. So you, with a mortgage background like that, you were already involved in real estate to a certain extent, and you're probably mm-hmm. familiar with some of the different uh, situations that mm-hmm. uh, you could encounter uh, in homes like this. Yes, that is definitely true. And then what helps me connect with realtors is that being a loan officer, I knew how important closing dates Mm -hmm. are. Um, And so that's why we really jumped through hoops uh, to get the job done quickly and efficiently because we know that we have the realtor has to meet a certain closing date. Right. And so that really um, helps us provide excellent service to our realtor customers. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, uh, probably a lot of people don't realize is that they have a choice when it comes to these kinds of situations that, you know, you contact your insurance company. I think a lot of people think you just do what your insurance company tells you, but they have a choice, right? Uh, Most definitely. And that's um, what we're trying to get the word out there that when somebody has a water backup, you know, flooded basement, or they've experienced a fire in their home that they, you know, don't necessarily have to use the vendors or the contractors that are on the insurance list. They do have a choice to to use us, a small, local, independent restoration company, because we file claims just like the big guys do. Mm -hmm. We have the same equipment. We have the same training. We use the same pricing. And we're just encouraging people to go local, use um, a woman-owned, family-owned business. Like us. Exactly. What are some of the most common things that you see when you go into, or what are the most common things you're called for? You you rattled off a big old Mm -hmm. list, but there's probably certain things that you see over and over again, and you just think, wow, if only certain precautions have been taken. We could just, you know, kind of like measles, we could, it's not eradicated, but you know, we could really make a dent in this. So what, what are some of the things that you see that homeowners could just some of the some of the things that we Save see is grief. is your home is your controlled environment. You mm-hmm. know, the outside there's mold outside, but take mold for instance. Mold inside your house, you have to control that environment. You control the temperature, control the humidity. Um, if you don't in this area, humidity, especially in the summertime, gets really high. Oh and yeah. Your, your basement inside your house, the humidity also rises. So when you have the uh, control that environment, it keeps you keeping the humidity down. Like um, have a humidifier, keep your humidity below 50%. Um, and that way in the summertime, you don't end up with mold in your basement. Or last summer, we were even doing mold in houses that were people go on vacation. They would come home and they would have a white film because they shut off their air conditioner. Uh. So you want to control that environment all the time. And that's pretty common. We see that over and over where somebody will go on vacation. They don't turn their water off and they turn their air conditioning off. And they come home and they've got a microbial growth in their mm-hmm. house or they've had a water leak. Oh, yeah. So there's so many things that you probably encounter that could be preventable Mm -hmm. if people only knew a few precautions to take. I want to go back for a minute to the um, insurance claims and so forth. What are the um, what are what are some of the things that people are surprised about that usually aren't covered? And I'm I'm trying to help educate people today so that so that because, you know, through Mm -hmm. your experience, what are some of the things that, boy, here's what you really better pay attention to because if you don't have insurance on or insurance company's not going to pay it, how can you save them some time, money, and effort with some advice there? Yeah, the most uh, common thing that we see are people that do not have sump pump failure uh, coverage as well as drain backup coverage because a lot of times with certain carriers those are actually add-ons you know addendums to the policy mm-hmm. and from our experience in speaking with insurance agents they usually offer these products and they're really reasonably in cost I mean maybe a hundred dollars extra mm-hmm. a year and it's well worth having those because if you do have a sump pump failure um, when we have heavy rains or your sump pump just quits 
right. working, you can have a major mess on your hand, a very expensive mess on your hands, especially if you have a finished basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's well worth the money to talk to your insurance agent and get appropriate coverage, especially if you have a finished basement. Oh, yeah. No, the, these are all very good tips that you've been giving people today. Um, do you ever wonder what you got yourself into when you've been, you know, maybe crawling through an attic or <laughs> what, a, what, yeah. what do you think sometimes? Is it worth it? It's definitely worth it. Um, yeah, I am kind of surprised that we've, you know, got into this business sometimes. And yeah, I, I look at pictures of myself when I'm <laughs> up in, <laughs> I'm up in an attic, crouching with my flashlight, looking for mold. And I remember in the beginning um, that I was thinking, what am I doing? Am I mm-hmm. crazy here? I don't know many of my girlfriends that would be doing this. And um, I jokingly refer to myself as pioneer woman because yeah. I'm just one of those gals that, you know, failure is just not an option. And I just jump in and just do what I need to do mm-hmm. to get it done. I, you know, I've had never been in a crawl space before I got into this There's business. There's spiders in there. Yes, there are. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first crawl space I got into, I had to crawl through like one of the window wells and I was by myself and I was, I was pretty scared to get in mm-hmm. there, but I just muscled up all the courage that I could and jumped in, either go head first or feet first in mm-hmm. a little window well. And you know, it was crouching down, checking out this crawl space. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. Yeah. And um, yeah, even in the beginning, we would freak out like, oh, I have to take off somebody's baseboards. You know, now we just pop them off. And sure. We're part of the go. job. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's a pretty physical job. Yeah. You know, it, it's very physical. Um, so when what is the most memorable uh, experience that you would say you had? You ever come face to face with a snake or <laughs> anything weird like that? I guess that's not really weird. It's probably par for the course. But yeah, luckily, we haven't come across many rodents in our experiences going down into crawl spaces or, or attics. Um, one instance I can think of, I was down in Garnett, Kansas with a technician and we were going into a crawl space and it was a cushy crawl space. That's what I call it. Like it's four feet tall and you don't have to really, mm-hmm. you know, do the army crawl while you're working or anything. And I made the comment, oh, I'm not afraid of spiders. I've never been afraid <laughs> of spiders. And so we worked, you know, all afternoon in this crawl space. And then um, the next day I noticed my leg hurts and I had a, I don't know, probably four inch diameter, big. Uh, sore in the back of my leg oh, and it started hurting and I didn't know what it was and went to the doctor and they thought it was a recluse spider bite so you have to immediately get shot sure. and you know antibiotics to take care of that because you can immediately start eating away at your leg there's yes, people that lose limbs that way so that's always look back and think why did I say that wow well, <laughs> no you're, you're you're here so mm-hmm. everything turned out well yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking with Stephanie and Alan Sage about their company, Sage Restoration. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Interested in growing your business? 
Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. Path to success or failure starts long before graduation day, and the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with one of our 25 Under 25 award-winning companies, Sage Restoration, and Stephanie and Alan Sage are with us talking about their company, some of the services that they have. And at the, the top of the show, they were talking a little bit about a wide range of services. And I want to drill down a little bit more now. One of the newer ones that you have is a specialty clinic. Talk to us about what that is and and why it's become a larger part of your service offering. Well, uh, we determine specialty cleaning to be either odor control, and that can be, you know, pet odor, Mm -hmm. cigarette smoke odor, um, or also gross filth. I mean, that um, entails people that maybe live in houses that either they're hoarders or it just hasn't been cleaned in a long time. Um, and we found that there's a really a need for that out there. Mm-hmm. And we've really directed our efforts in trying to get more of that work. Is, is it something that is uh, a growing problem or is it just something that uh, people are starting to realize they can do something about? You see what I'm asking there? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little bit of both. It's, uh-huh. it's always been a, a problem, but I think the show, some of the shows that are on now ah, have brought it more to light. But I mm-hmm. think it is also a growing problem. Um, we'll find anywhere from it goes from the gross filth or just accumulating, buying and keep buying and buying stuff until their house full of, is full of all kinds of products mm-hmm. that it's unlivable. So. Well, you mentioned the shows creating an awareness. There's probably also something to uh, maybe concerned relatives mm-hmm. who thought that if this is ever going to get taken care of, I'm the one who's going to have to go in mm-hmm. and do it, and I don't have time, and not being aware of mm-hmm. companies like Sage Restoration that can come in and handle it for them. Exactly. A lot of times the family, they're, they're already, they have their own family. They have kids that are in sports. They have kids in school. They don't have time if, some, say, one of their relatives needs help to get it cleaned out. They have their own life, and they don't have six or seven you know days to go in and help sort through it and plus they're they're not experienced we're experienced at it so we can go in and sort through it real quick well and for some of these i imagine that it's not just a matter of sorting there's probably health 
um, mm-hmm. concerns, not, uh, you know, with the stuff you're going to encounter or, or mm-hmm. biohazards and things mm-hmm. like that, that you wouldn't want family members dealing with. Yeah. I mean, many times the hoarders themselves get sick from their, mm-hmm. because they, they're living in an unhealthy home environment. Mm-hmm. And so they get sent to either maybe assisted living or a hospital. And then that's when they're found out a lot of uh-huh. times for the police or um, ambulance response to their call, but then they can't even get into the house or it takes them a long time to even get to them because they've got little trails throughout their house. And mm-hmm. that's sometimes when the family gets involved because sometimes the family doesn't even see them. They won't let them in a lot of times. Right. And they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the family is, you know, standing there looking at this house going, holy smokes, you know, how are we going to clean this up? And and a lot of times families will try to do it themselves, but they very quickly get overwhelmed because it's they're just kind of like, where do we start? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how, tell us about some of the success stories. I know that in some of these uh, specialty mm-hmm. cleaning jobs that you've done, that uh, there there have been some real successes mm-hmm. that have really made your clients the biggest, happy. Yeah. The biggest the biggest success story is a lot of times if the person's come to us directly, um, you know, they come for help. We don't make judgment, so we go in and we'll clean it up. And so many times they've come back and said, actually. They'll hug us when we leave, and they'll say we've saved their lives because the situation was to a point. um, Imagine living in that situation and just the amount of pressure on you and the stuff that goes to your mind, the sadness. But um, we actually did a professional video out on YouTube under Sage Restoration that has a lady that actually – we actually – she said we saved her life, and we actually love that opportunity. Another story is we went into a house like that. And we, as we, we just don't throw stuff away or give it to donation. A lot of stuff we'll take it to a charity of choice. Mm-hmm. But we were thumbing through books, and we found over 3,000 cash in magazines and books. Oh, my. That we were able to give the family. <laughs> so it actually paid for really? our job. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I think I remember a story about a wedding ring. Yeah, we were um, in, um, I can't remember what area of the city, but two of our technicians was helping this lady sort through contents and trash and you know, valuables or what have you, and one of our technicians pulled out um, a box. I guess it was underneath the bed, and they were going through it, and the lady's like, oh, my goodness, that's my wedding ring. I thought it was lost. Um, actually, and her, her husband had even said what he accused her of that she He had, accused it. She had pawned it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 20 years before he yeah. thought she'd pawned it. Oh, my gosh. So there was living proof that she didn't pawn it, but she was so excited that she found this ring, and she said it totally made her day. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Okay, so let's talk about this. You obviously work with insurance companies um, who refer work to you, but you work directly with the public too? I mean, somebody could, somebody could call you without going to an insurance company. Tell us about how that works because we'll direct people to your website, but can they just call you directly to come in? Or? They can call us directly. A lot of the, um, um, like the insurance work is usually uh, water and fire okay. type jobs, the uh, mold and the other specialty clean jobs are self-pay. So a lot of times those are, we'll go in and put together a proposal for the customer mm-hmm. um, and their family, give them the proposal, let them decide. They have options of what they want clean. There's different levels. Um, but, you know, to get it all done, we'll tell them this is what really needs to be done. But if they, you know, this is what they have, and they want to get a, part, a certain part of their house done, then we'll do that. Okay. And do you work just in the Kansas City area, or you mentioned that you're in another city is why I'm asking mm-hmm. this. Um, what what area do you cover? We cover the entire metropolitan area, and mm-hmm. we'll go one hour outside the okay. metro as well. Now, we will travel, um, you know, three hours away. We've gone to Wichita. We've gone to Great Bend. If it's a really big job, mm-hmm. we will travel that far. 
But I mean, most of the people who, you know, use us, find us on the internet um, through referrals mm-hmm. or repeat, cust- we, repeat customers. I mean, we've had one gentleman that's had three water backups in his oh, no. basement. He has a finished basement and he's called us. He loves our service and has called us three times. And I'm like, we really love you, but this has got to stop. <laughs> really? I'm, there's so. Certainly there's some sort of corrective action yeah. that he can take. So yeah. one of the areas that we haven't covered that's uh, part of mm-hmm. your services is biohazard. Talk mm-hmm. to us about those kinds of situations and uh, when you're called in and the services you offer there? Yeah, normally we're found on the Internet for biohazard work, and most of the work we get involving that is normally like an unattended death, and that's mm. um, where somebody has passed away and they've been there for several days. Um, a lot of times, you know, they may have family that lives outside the city, and people, they just, you know, usually it's neighbors that notice they haven't seen them coming and going, mm-hmm. and then they call the police and we get work that way. And the, or um, probably the most sad situations we work with are people that commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are really heavy and tough situations. I mean, you know, we get called in by the family. Um, we go in and take care of, the, of cleaning up the, you know, the work area. Um, but it really kind of weighs on you because it's just sadness that you feel, sure. you know, even I personally may not go out on that job, but mm-hmm. just knowing that somebody took their own life and you really feel for the family. Right. But the good thing about that is we have, you know, we train our technicians to show a lot of care and compassion and just kind of go in and get it done and let the family, you know, go on with their Mm-hmm. their lives. You mentioned um, several of your own escapades, if I can use that mm-hmm. word, especially early on, you know, some of the, the job sites that you were on. As you have grown, are you still both going on, out hands-on to these jobs, or is that something your technicians uh, strictly take care of these days, or do you still... Mm-hmm. Some business owners say, you know what, no matter how much I grow, I still want to occasionally mm-hmm. work a job because it keeps kind of like the, the dirt under my fingernails. Mm-hmm. Um, some say, no, I'm better off doing other things. Where are you guys in that spectrum? Well, we both pretty much have been, I'd say, about 95% off our truck, as they say in our industry. Mm -hmm. Um, We do, we try to focus on sales and marketing and networking and things like that. But lately, we've realized that we do need to get back on some jobs. And you you do, as a business owner, need to oversee what's Mm -hmm. going on and make sure your technicians are doing the work properly. Yeah. So what does the future hold for Sage Restoration? Well, keep growing and make, I mean, we enjoy, actually we enjoy providing opportunities for um, um, people to work with. Um, We enjoy being mentors to people that work for us, Mm -hmm. um, coaching and helping them, uh, seeing them grow within our company. um, And then have them, provide them opportunities maybe to move up within our company. As we get get larger and grow, um, we're able to provide Mm -hmm. opportunities where Maybe we have a person that's really good that actually is doing the work. Their opportunity is to be a project manager or supervisor, mm-hmm. and they can get off um, doing the work and actually start le- learning how to manage people and mm-hmm. do estimates. So looking for opportunities for advancement, mm-hmm. even for your for your own people. Uh, and you've had the opportunity to be mentored mm-hmm. or to have some assistance uh, in the We've got some great resources here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk to us about your experience very briefly with ScaleUp? Yeah, um, I was um, uh, selected to participate in the first cohort um, of 
scale up back in January of 2015. And that was just invaluable. Um, I met so many great mentors. I got some excellent business advice and it really increased my own confidence. And we also got a lot of great public relations exposure out of that as well. And I think that you know, it's going to lead, it really helped me as a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helped me further create my vision of where we want to take our company. I love the program. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and there, like I said, there are just so many great programs here in Kansas City to assist business organizations. I'm so glad that you plugged into one. I see so many business owners who just try to go it alone and struggle and struggle and struggle. And there's help out there. So any last parting words of advice for anybody, whether it has to do with their homes or just business in general? I just encourage people to, um, you know, consider using our services versus what I call the big guys out there <laughs> because we do, we really focus on over-the-top service. We um, care about our customers, um, and that's what we have to do is um, approach every job with a sense of care and compassion. We ask, We act as a guest in your home. I mean, we just try to be really over-the-top with caring for our customers, and we take time to talk to them and work them through whatever situation they're dealing with, whether that's water, fire damage, mold. I mean, mm-hmm. we can provide about any service um, yeah. with, for anybody that's had home damage. It sounds like you're more than service providers. You're also educators and counselors, mm-hmm. it sounds like, too. Yeah, and we do act as counselors. We have to, especially when people are dealing with a fa- they find out their loved one is a hoarder um, or they're mm-hmm. scared they've had a fire in their home. So it is part yeah. of our job. Website for more information? Yeah, and go to sagerestorationkc.com. And we have a um, testimonials tab, too, where people can click on there and see how many happy customers we've had over the years. SageRestorationKC.com. Go out there and check out their services and find out why their customers are happy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Much continued success. Thank Thank you. you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.